This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Building a Better Future. In these lessons, Pastor Rick shares how we can build a foundation for a better future by following the examples of leaders in the Bible who followed God's calling to rebuild after a time of captivity. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about an amazing opportunity to partner with Daily Hope to share the Word of God with people around the world. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to the message or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called, When You Feel Like Giving Up. Let me give you three rules of rubble removal in your life. Here's the first one. Uh, I must continually clean it out of my life. I must continually be on vigilantly, vigilantly be on uh, guard to clean out the broken stuff in my life that keeps tripping me up. It's a never ending task. You will never clear out all the rubble in your life until you get to heaven. But it's one of the things God wants you to do. I have to continually be vigilantly cleaning out the broken things in my life or I'm gonna trip all over them and I'm not gonna make it to the finish line. Second rule of rubble removal is if I don't deal with it, it'll take over my life. Your weaknesses, are not just weaknesses. They are the thing that will keep you from God's purpose in your life if you let them. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but I'll give you a little secret. I have discovered that trash multiplies when you're not watching. Have you noticed that? Where'd that pile come from? You, you don't even, trash multiplies when, when you're not looking. What is rubble? It, rubble is a sign that you're neglecting something when the dishes pile up or the clothes pile up or anything else piles up, magazines pile up, it means you're neglecting something. So I have to I got to continue to clean it out of my life and if I don't deal with it, it'll take over my life. The third thing rule is that I can't, this is important, I can't always see my rubble, but others do. Hello. You can't always see the broken stuff in your life that keeps tripping you up, but everybody else can see it. That's why we need each other. I have rubble in my life. I don't even know that it's rubble. I might think it's a trophy or valuable property. No, no. So if I can't always see the rubble in my life, but everybody else can, it just means I need to be humble about the broken places in my life. And so, so do you. So what do you do with this frustration? You know, we said fatigue makes you discouraged and rubble piled up in your life, the stuff that, that, the trivia that takes up all your time and energy and effort and, you know, all your attention. When you're frustrated by rubble, pray this next verse, Psalm 25, verse 16. It says this, come Lord and show me your mercy. Come Lord and show me your mercy for I feel helpless overwhelmed and in deep distress. That might be a verse you put on a card and memorize because you may not need it now, but you will at some point. Help me 
Show me your mercy, for I feel helpless, overwhelmed, and in deep distress. Now, there's a third common cause of discouragement, and here it is. Fatigue, frustration, the third cause is feeling that I'm failing. Feeling that I am failing. When you allow the feeling of failure to well up in your life, you're going to get discouraged. This is the third thing that caused them to get discouraged in Nehemiah's story. It's the third thing that's going to happen in your life. What does it mean when I feel that I'm failing? Well, it's that sensation that I've bitten off more than I could chew. That this project that I have accepted is going to take me down. When you feel like you're failing, you throw up your hands and you say, maybe secretly, I can't take this anymore. I can't do this anymore. That is a feeling that I'm failing. Now, at the halfway point, when they're building, they're tired, there's rubble. And then the third thing, it says in verse 10, the third part of the verse, we now realize, we now realize, this is the workers, that we cannot, not will not, cannot finish this wall. What are they doing? They're feeling like failures. They're feeling Incompetent. They're feeling like we, we should have never even started this project. Uh, they felt defeated. In fact, uh, the New American Bible says we'll never be able to finish it. The person who says I can and the person who says I can't, they're both right. Because if you say I can't do it, guess what? You can't. But they're feeling defeated and they're probably feeling ashamed. There's probably a little bit of shame mixed in here. We, we started this project so well to build the wall around Jerusalem, and now we got, we're tired, and we're worn out, and there's so much junk around everywhere. That it's just too crowded and too complex, and, and there's no way we're going to get this thing done. What happened? They got the feeling of failure, feeling like they're failure. What happened? Well, because this rebuilding the city wall was taking longer uh, than they expected. So what happened? They lost their confidence and they doubted their competence. They lost their confidence and they doubted their competence. And they said, who were we to think we could do this project? Who were we to even attempt this dream? That's probably going to happen to you at some point in your life. You got a great dream and at some point the devil whispers in your, who do you think you are? attempting to do this wrong question you should build your life not on what you think you can do but what you think god can do you let the size of your god determine the size of your goal do you think i would have tried to do all things i've tried to do in life because i was depending on me not a chance in my flesh there dwelleth no good thing i i know that i can't do certain things Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So that's pretty clear. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. If you've missed any part of today's teaching, you can listen online anytime at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Now, you may or may not know this, but today is Giving Tuesday, a global day dedicated to giving back. And generous friends of Daily Hope have stepped forward with a special $25,000 Giving Tuesday matching grant. 
That means every dollar you give today will be matched up to $25,000. And your gift will go twice as far to help Daily Hope take the good news of Jesus to people around the world. As thanks for your Giving Tuesday gift, we'll send you a very special book from Pastor Rick called God's Power to Change Your Life. This book answers questions like, what does it take to become more loving, live more peacefully, develop patience, have self-control? Pastor Rick says throughout all the years he's been a pastor, the number one question he's been asked is, why can't I change? People want to change, but they're stuck. In this book, God's Power to Change Your Life, Rick draws simple but profound truths from the Bible which give you practical guidance to make the changes you desire. As you apply the truth of God's Word by the power of His Spirit, your life will change. You'll move out of your rut and get on track with God's wonderful purposes for your life. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource and have your gift matched up to $25,000. But you only have until midnight tonight. That's PastorRick.com. Or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Once again, here's Rick. How do you react when your plans take longer than expected? When what you thought was going to take be done real quickly, when you have a project and you go, man, this is taking me a long time to get through school. This is taking me a long time to get this thing built. This is taking me... What do you do? You give in to self-pity? Do you start complaining? You start blaming other people? Friends, if at first you don't succeed, you're normal. You're normal, okay? Nobody succeeds at first. The only way you actually succeed in life is by failing a bunch and learning what doesn't work. Failure is the stepping stone to success. Nobody ever succeeds without having failures. I don't care if you're Steve Jobs or anybody. Successful, here's the difference between successful and unsuccessful people. Successful people see failure as a temporary setback. Unsuccessful people see it as a mark on their character. Well, I'm a failure. No, no nobody succeeds at everything. Nobody has an unbroken record of success. So the feeling of failure will cause discouragement. Here's the fourth common discouragement cause, fear, fear. So we've got fatigue, we've got frustration, we've got failure, and now we've got fear. Now last week we learned in that message on uh, criticism and ridicule uh, that, and insults we, that there were people who were enemies who didn't want to rebuild the wall. They didn't want it rebuilt. And so the enemies of the re rebuilding of the wall, it says first they criticized them. Remember that? They just criticized uh, the plan. And then they ridiculed the builders. We looked at that last week. How do you deal with ridicule and insults? They ridiculed the builders. Now, this week, they've moved to threatening. They're actually threatening bodily violence. And that's verse 11. It's a, here's the fourth reason they got discouraged. Also, our enemies are now threatening us. And they're saying, 
you know, before you know it, or even see us, we'll be among you to kill you and end your work. We're going to be stealth. We're going to slip up behind you while you're working on the wall. We're going to stab you in the back. Now, (laughs) that's a legitimate reason to be discouraged. You might die if you keep up on this project, okay? But they didn't actually need to do this because they just scared them and the fear worked. The fear caused them to stop the work. He scared them. Fear always, always discourages you. Now I want you to notice who got discouraged first. Look at the next verse, verse 12. Then those who lived closest to the enemies kept reporting over 10 times. They kept telling, they're gossiping this bad news, reporting over 10 times that our enemies kept saying, we're gonna attack you from every direction. Now circle the phrase, those who lived closest. They are the source of the fear. If you hang out with negative people and you consistently listen to them, uh, like negative media all the time, you're gonna become, friend, a fearful person. Some of you, the best thing you could do is just turn off the media. It's making you a fearful person, a frightened person, a negative person, a scared person. There's a lot of good in the world, but you don't see it if all you're getting is negative, 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 negative all the time. I wonder what secret fear is discouraging you right now. So you probably have already figured out one or more of these have been a problem in your life. Fatigue, frustration from rubble, failure, feeling of failure. I can't do this. I can't do it anymore. And fear. How do I defeat these common enemies that create discouragement in my life? You do what Nehemiah did. And Nehemiah did four things that I want you to start working on this week and for the rest of summer. All right, here they are. Let's get right into it. The four, the, the four things that you can do to start defeating discouragement and even being uh, 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 prescriptive, preventative in discouragement that can come. Here's the first thing you do. The antidote to fatigue is this, rest my body. Rest my body. As I said, maybe the first thing you need to do is simply get some more sleep than you're getting. Get some more sleep, rest my body. Psalm 119.73, you made my body, Lord, now give me sense to heed your laws. Do you realize that regular rest is so important? God put it in the big 10, the 10 commandments. Rest is in the 10 commandments. It's right up there with don't murder anybody and don't commit adultery and don't lie and defraud people. It says every six days you take a day off. It's called the Sabbath. That's how important rest is. Our best deserves rest. You can't be the woman or the man God wants you to be if you're not getting the proper rest. Look at these verses. You made my body, Lord, now give me sense to heed your laws. And look at the next one, Psalm 170, 27, verse two. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously 
working for food to eat, God gives rest to his loved ones. God doesn't want you being a workaholic. He doesn't want you working from early morning to late at night anxiously. You weren't doing it out of worry. He says, God wants you to get your proper rest. You know, there's a story in 1 Kings chapter 19 about this guy named Elijah, a prophet. And he had just had this big God contest with pagan leaders and atheists and idolaters and stuff like that. And he just spent all of his emotional energy. And he hears that the queen is upset with him and he runs away and goes and hides in a cave. And he's so down and he's so discouraged and he's so depressed and he is the classic case of burnout. He's a classic case of burnout, Elijah. In fact, he's so discouraged that he asked God to kill him. He's one of the three guys in the Bible who actually prayed, God, just kill me. I I, want to go on to heaven. And God's answer to Elijah's um, depression and discouragement was he fed him some food and he let him go to sleep. And then he woke him up and he fed him some more and he sent him back to sleep. Eat and sleep, eat and sleep, eat and sleep. That might be a good model for some of you. As I said, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is just go to bed and get some rest. Rest my body. Number two, second thing Elijah, uh, I mean, uh, Nehemiah did was I need to reinforce my weak areas. I need to reinforce my weak areas. What does that mean? It means you honestly assess where you are most vulnerable. Discover, what is the rubble in my life? What is the weakness in my life? What's the low point in my life? Where am I most vulnerable? Am I more vulnerable to to anger? Am I more vulnerable to pride? Am I more vulnerable to lust? Am I more vulnerable to a compulsion? You need to know what works, what the devil uses to work on you. What's your fundamental sin? What's your fundamental temptation? You need to reinforce your weak areas. Now, the Bible says this um, in Nehemiah 4.13. Here's what Nehemiah did. So he heard that they were going to be attacked and they were threatening violence. So I stationed armed guards at the most vulnerable points, circle vulnerable points. I stationed armed guards at the most vulnerable points of the wall and, and not just the vulnerable points, at the most exposed places, circle that, I assigned people by families to protect each other with their swords and their spears and their bows. Now, notice what he does here. He checks out, how does he know what are the low spaces? What are the vulnerable spots? He's been there, he's done his homework. He knows where the the city's vulnerable. He knows where the exposed parts are. Do you know what's most exposed in your life? That Satan can just ram you? And he he wins every time because it's just an exposed area. He wins and he gets you and he goes, got her again, got him again. Do you know where you're most vulnerable? This is the thing. You got to reinforce your weak areas before you can reinforce them. You got to know where they are. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. 
If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's PastorRick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first, because today is Giving Tuesday. Generous friends of Daily Hope have stepped forward with a special $25,000 Giving Tuesday matching grant. That means every dollar you give today will be matched up to $25,000. Here's Rick to tell you more. Hi, everybody. You may not realize this, but today is National Giving Tuesday. You may have never even heard of this day or holiday, but it is the most important day of the year for people and ministries like Daily Hope who try to reach people all around the world and do good for people. On this day, your gift will matter more than any other day of the year. So if you've never been a regular giver of Daily Hope, would you consider giving something even just today? Here's the reason why. We have a generous supporter of Daily Hope who has said that they will match your Giving Tuesday gift today. There's a little urgency to this because if you give it tomorrow, it's not going to be on the matching, but today is Giving Tuesday, National Giving Tuesday. Now, as I've said many, many times, I only want you to give if you feel led to give by God. If God tells you to give, give. If, if you don't, don't worry about it and never give out of pressure. But giving out of pressure and giving out of urgency are two different things, and your gift will mean more today if you're able to do that. So can you take five minutes and go online to uh, PastorRick.com and make a gift knowing that on this particular day, everything you give will be doubled. It will be met by a matching gift. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for your prayers. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for your financial support. Thanks so much for the letters that you write to me. I love reading these letters. I love hearing from you. And as I've said many, many times, you are the reason we do this ministry. Time is of the essence because we'll lose any part of the Giving Tuesday grant that isn't matched by midnight tonight. So please act now by going to PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And today only, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope share the love of Jesus with people everywhere, We'll send you Pastor Rick's book, God's Power to Change Your Life, to say thanks. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.